Well, you know, I am always amazed at how time just flies by, you know, especially as you get older, time just flies. But now I say this because here we are at the end of the week and seems like this week just started, doesn't it? But welcome to the Friday edition of Time in God's Word and This is David Carnes, and as we get back into Scripture today, we are entering into the final part of the conversation that Jesus is having with Nicodemus. This encompasses, by the way, John chapter 3 and verses 17 through 21, and today what we're going to do is we're going to look at verse 17 and then the first part of verse 18. Now, we are entitling this section, The Close, to a remarkable conversation. And you have to admit that this conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus has been just that. It's been remarkable. A conversation, by the way, that lasted all night long. A conversation that Nicodemus came with his preconceived notions about eternal life. And yet Jesus just turned the theological mindset of Nicodemus totally and completely upside down. But now... I want to get us right into this part of the text, and today we are just going to open things up by introducing the first point in the text, a point that we're going to call Jesus came to save. And so, again, let's begin to open up the final part of this remarkable conversation. Again, John chapter 3, verses 17 and 18 today, as we spend time in God's Word. Please take your Bibles, and if you would please turn with me again to John chapter 3. And this morning we close out this most important piece of Scripture that has been before us now for some time, this conversation between Jesus and the man by the name of Nicodemus. Now let me say that this conversation that we have been looking at, it is so deep in in a theological sense that we could spend many, many more Sundays looking at this, but again today we're going to move on and we are going to conclude then a look at this conversation. But now, you remember that as Jesus has been speaking to Nicodemus, there have been some shocking truths brought out for Nicodemus. You remember, for example, that Jesus started the conversation by saying to Nicodemus that salvation comes from above. You remember that, that eternal life is not something that man can ever contribute to. It is a total and it is a complete work of God. That's what it is. But then, not only that, but Jesus also brought out the point that man does have some responsibility in coming to eternal life, and that is man must believe. Now you remember that. Believe in what God has done to bring about eternal life, So there is the responsibility to believe, to exhibit faith. No man can have eternal life until he first believes in Jesus. But then with that said, yet another shocking truth that Jesus shared with Nicodemus that night, that, and here it is, that eternal life is for whoever believes, whoever. Salvation, it's just not for the Jews. But salvation, eternal life, is for anyone, everyone, whoever, who simply believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, who Jesus is, and what Jesus has done. But then, we ask the question, so why would God do that? 
You remember we asked that question last week. We answered it. Why would God make eternal life available to anyone who believes? You remember the answer? The answer is because of the love of God. The love of God. Remember, as we looked at verse 16 last Sunday, remember the text says, for God so loved. But it is all about the love of God. But now understand this. But it would be very easy to think of a holy God as one that would actually, from the halls of heaven, look down on this world full of sinful people, and that holy God would say something like, well, these people, they are so sinful, they want nothing to do with me, so I'm going to make their lives hard. Uh, they want nothing to do with me, so I will punish them. I will, I will pressure them with judgment until they are just absolutely broken, and then they come to me. I mean, we can imagine that a holy God could say something like that, but you know what? That's not it at all. It's not it at all. Understand that it, it wasn't the anger of God that caused him to send his son Jesus into this world, but it was what? It was his love. That's what it was. As a matter of fact, Jesus did not come into this world to judge the world, but he came here to save the world. And again, the first coming of Jesus into this world, it would not be motivated by some kind of anger or hatred by God toward man. But again, what was it motivated by? It was made, motivated by the love of God toward man. The love of God. Which, with then that said, we now go to verse number 17. And again, we're going to finish this out this morning. We begin with verse number 17. We'll go to the end of this text, which is verse number 21. And again, we are looking at the final part of this wonderful conversation that we are seeing between Jesus and Nicodemus. Now, we entitled today's message, if you are a note taker, you'll want to put this at the top of your page. The title of the message today is The Close to a Most Remarkable Conversation. You can write that down. The close to a most remarkable conversation. Three points in the text that we're going to pull out. And so let's begin with point number one. As we begin this morning to look at the close of the conversation, point number one is this. Write this down. Jesus came to save. That is point number one. Jesus came to save. Now we see this. In verse number 17, we also see it in the first part of verse number 18. But now, remember that, again, Nicodemus, what does he think? He thinks that eternal life is up to him and what he can do, his works. That's his mindset. Jesus, however, does this. He makes it very clear at this point that eternal life comes through him, not by the works of man, faith in him. And that takes us again now to verse number 17. Look at it with me. If you would, look at your Bibles. Verse number 17, Jesus says this. Jesus says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. That's verse 17. Now again, who's He speaking to? He is speaking to Nicodemus here, so we keep that in mind. But a couple of things here. But first of all, you see again that Jesus said to Nicodemus, Jesus said, God didn't send his son, and he's speaking of himself, he did not send his son into this world to condemn the world, Nicodemus. That's what he's saying, first part of the verse. Here is the point. But remember the mindset of Nicodemus, this man who is a Jew, and, and remember the mindset of most of the Jewish people. But they believed that when Messiah would come, that one thing he would do is 
he would do what? He's going to condemn everyone except for the Jews. That's their mindset. That the Messiah would punish the Gentiles, punish the idolaters, punish the blasphemers, those that refuse to follow the letter of the law. And we looked at that last Sunday. That is what the people of Israel believe for the most part. And again, bringing that out from last Sunday, you remember that. And yet notice that Jesus makes it clear to Nicodemus that he wasn't here to do that. He was not here to condemn anyone. Again, Jesus says, God didn't send me here to condemn people, Nicodemus. Again, Nicodemus is thinking, well, if you're Messiah, this again is a shock for me. But now with that said, please understand this. But the second time that Jesus comes, and we need to bring this out, the second time he comes, he will come to judge. He will come to condemn. You read about this, by the way, in Matthew chapter 25. That is when Jesus will, and Jesus says it this way, he will separate the lost from the saved. Let me just read a verse. Matthew chapter 25, verse 32. Jesus says, before the Son of Man will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And so there will be a time of judgment. Jesus is the judge. He will judge. But that wasn't taking place the first time he came. That takes place the second time he comes. But now his first coming, the purpose. What was the purpose? Well, let me give you this. Luke chapter 19 verse 10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That was the purpose of the first coming of Jesus. So Jesus, why did he come the first time? He came to save. As you look back now, by the way, do this. You look back at verse number 17 in our text then. You look at the second part of the verse. This is what Jesus says. He says that I have come, Nicodemus, that the world might be saved through me. That's what's going on here. That's what he's saying. Jesus making it so very clear to Nicodemus that he is the Savior, that he is Messiah, and that the lost will be saved through him, through the work of Jesus. The one, as it says, remember in verse number 14, just take a look back up there real quick. The one that will be lifted up, remember that? The one that will be placed on a cross, the one that will bear the sins of man and die in man's place for man's sins. Now, Understand, Scripture is so very clear that Jesus is the what? He is the Savior. It is Jesus. All through Scripture, that's what we're taught. Jesus and nobody else. And all through Scripture, we're taught that it's the work of Jesus that saves. It is Jesus on the cross that saves. It is Jesus in the empty tomb that saves. It is God in human flesh dying for the sins of man that saves. It's Jesus and Jesus only. Jesus saves. But then with that said, you look back now, do this, look back at your Bible, and look at the first part of verse number 18 now. This is what Jesus says. First part of that verse, Jesus says, whoever believes in Him, Him a reference to Himself, Jesus, whoever believes in Him is not condemned. Now we stop right there. Now that's very clear, isn't it? That's a clear statement. Belief in Jesus saves. And by the way, what else can you pull out of there? No condemnation for the person who believes. That's what's said. By the way, Paul writes this. Paul writes Romans chapter 8, verse 1. He writes in that verse, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's none. No condemnation for those who come to Christ by faith. Again, 
Now, again, let me say, don't you know, this is just turning the theological world of Nicodemus on edge. It's upside down for him. It's about believing Nicodemus. This is what Jesus is just saying. He's driving it home. And Jesus is saying, Nicodemus, eternal life, again, it's about believing. It's for whoever believes, not just for the Jews, but for anyone. And for whoever believes in Nicodemus, understand, and he's very clear to say it this way, there's no condemnation. None. And so what did Jesus come to do? Well, in his first coming, he came to save. That's number one. So when Jesus came to this earth some 2,000 years ago, his objective was to save. Now, again, there will be a time that he will act as judge, and that's going to be at his second coming. But once again, his mission the first time he came into this world was to seek and to save the lost, that he would come to bear the sins of man, that he would die for those sins on a cross, that he would then rise up alive out of a grave, proving his deity, proving his power over sin and over death, and that anyone that places faith in him will live, will have eternal life, come into a relationship with God. Now, my prayer is that you have come to faith in Jesus, but if you have not, I pray that you will and that you will place faith in him right now, right now. But don't ever forget, Jesus came to save. That's what he came to do. Now, there are two more points to open up as we continue to look at the final portion of this conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. And we're going to pull them out next time. But until then, let me just say you have a blessed day. And I hope that you find yourself in a Bible teaching church this Lord's Day. And then we will see each other again next Monday as we spend time in God's Word.